Hey guys, it's Sim in this. Let's get that off the screen. And pro wrestling on limited. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, it's off. It's off. I don't know why that was up on the screen already. Things sometimes work, things sometimes don't work. Things just pop up on the screen. They do, they don't. Trash truck on fire, basically. But this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited. It's Friday night, and we are going to be talking about everything that went down tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. As far as tonight's SmackDown does go, I'm going to say very easy show to watch. Wasn't a fantastic show, like big newsworthy show. Excuse me. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, there were some good matches on the show. I will say that for sure. But it's not like this was an, oh my God, outstanding, you have to watch this show show. It's not like this was a, you know, top tier, one of the best SmackDowns ever or anything. But I thought this was a solid SmackDown. It flowed very well. It was very easy to watch. And to be completely honest, I felt like there was no, like, just sometimes you... You can and can say this for tonight's show. I was going to say that there was no filler. There was no, oh, we need you to throw something on to throw something on. Now, some may say that for the Alpha Academy Braun Strowman segment. But in the long run, I thought everything that happened on this show made sense. We built up to some other things. And there we go. I thought it was an effective episode of SmackDown. Wouldn't say it was a uh, A-plus top-tier episode of SmackDown. But it was A, paced very well. B, flowed very well, which is kind of the same thing. C, very easy to watch. D, had really good wrestling. A, B, C, D, E, F. And not counting F as a bad thing, but F, B, C, D, E, 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 E. E, a fun show. We had a great main event. We had a great opening match. Even the eight-man tag team match was pretty good. And we saw Solo Sokoa and all the stuff with him. And how he's now integrating into the bloodline and the whole Sami Zayn, Jey Uso storyline. Where it's like, he wants to trust Sami. He wants to keep using Sami because Sami helped him tonight. But Jay's still over there in everybody's ear. We don't need this guy. We don't need this guy. Well, this guy, what has what, 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 what he done for us? You know, kind of thing. So, overall, I thought it was a good episode of SmackDown. An easy to watch episode of SmackDown. And an effective episode of SmackDown as far as progressing things. Again, not a... Super newsworthy episode. They got the first match announced for Extreme Rules, and they announced a title match for Monday's Raw. But other than that, just a show with good wrestling and good story. With that, if you are watching live, I want to say thank you for doing so. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. If you're watching or listening later, then I want to thank you for doing so either on YouTube.com, excuse me, forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. Not to burp in your guys' ears. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. But if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. But you don't need to just have Amazon Prime. You just need access to anybody's Amazon Prime, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, anybody. Take that Amazon Prime account. You take that Twitch account. You link them together. Bada bing, bada boom. You're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, 
and there's three really good ones right now. Football Manager 22, Shadow of Mordor, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. All free right now with your Prime Gaming subscription. You also get free stuff for games like Fall Guys, Grand Theft Auto Online, Rocket League, uh, Rocket League, Valorant, and so much more. Plus, the one thing you always get that never changes is one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. And I'd say subscribe right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by hitting that join button to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus... You can get all of that, but more directly support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Uncharted, the, what's it called? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uncharted, the, 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 the pack with Uncharted 4. I should know this. The pack with Uncharted 4 and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. It's supposedly coming out on October 19th. Get it. If you've never played Uncharted 4 or Uncharted Lost Legacy, get it. Those are probably two of my top, well, not probably, but those are in my top 10 favorite games. Uncharted 4 is my third favorite game of all time, and Uncharted Lost Legacy is in my top 10 as well. That is coming available October 19th, and it should be up for pre-order here soon on the Epic Game Store. And if you're going to buy it, use this code right here. PW Unlimited, but if you're looking to buy something old, like maybe you still don't have Grand Theft Auto 5, and you want to get into that for maybe Grand Theft Auto Online, use the code right here, PW Unlimited. You want to claim one of the free games? We'll also use this code PW Unlimited, or if you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use that code as well, code PW Unlimited. Use code PW Unlimited for all Epic Store and Epic Games purchases, whether that's on your computer through the Epic Game Store or on the launchers for Rocket League, Fortnite, and Rumbleverse on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch. But with that, we've got SmackDown to talk about. As, interestingly, the show actually started with the whole clip from... Clash of the Castle just showing Solo Sokoa interfering and helping Roman. Usually, they'll like do a super edit of that kind of thing and air it at the beginning of a show where it's like you'll see part of the clip and then it pauses. Like, say, Solo Sokoa pulls the referee out and then like, he'll pull the ref halfway out and then they'll pause and you hear like a, a sound bite. And then they'll show Drew try to like grab him in and sound bite. And then they'll show Drew get speared and it'll pause, sound bite. No, they just legit said, screw it. We're playing the entire clip. Let it go. And then the SmackDown intro played, which is very interesting. It's a very interesting tactic, and it's different than they normally do. So the show opens up with Michael Cole mentioning that Pat McAfee is going to be gone for the next couple of weeks, if not months, fulfilling some football obligations, but for some reason would not say what those football obligations are, which I get it. It's a rival to Fox because he's doing College Game Day on ESPN, where Fox has their own basically College Game Day show with, um, oh, it's Big Noon Kickoff. Even though it starts at 10 a.m., it's not at noon. Anyways, anyways. So I guess that's why they couldn't say, oh, he's on NFL Game Day. Go watch him there tomorrow. And they couldn't, because later on in the show, they said, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, we've got a Big Noon Kickoff. 
And then right after that, airing on Fox, the Alabama-Texas game. So I get why they couldn't say where Pat's going because it's a conflict of interest on Fox. But Pat's going to be doing the whole college season this year, college game day, every Saturday morning on the ESPN. Uh, Michael Colvin said, joining me while Pat is gone from Monday Night Raw, Corey Graves. And yes, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, fantastic together. Probably one of the best duos, as far as commentary does go, in professional wrestling. But Corey and Michael, another fantastic, really, really good duo as well. Not as good as Cole and Pat, but right up there. Right up there. So, the show did kick off with a six-man tag team match. It was Imperium, the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanna Vinci. Taking on the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. Also, I forgot to mention, um, I don't think I mentioned. Thank you, Dan the Man, for the uh, Twitch bits. Really do appreciate that. So this match was amazing. Super fun and a great way to kick off the show, which also still leads me to believe we may get another Gunther-Sheamus match for the title. Excuse me. So the fans went crazy for Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. They worked hard and beat the hell out of each other, all six men. They also teased, like I said, Gunther and Sheamus again for the belt. As early on, Imperium tried to isolate Ridge Holland on their side of the ring. Holland fired back, though, and tagged in Butch. Butch took over and targeted Giovanni Vinci's fingers. And here's the thing. For everyone saying, he's got the gear back. The hair is down. Why not call him Pete Dunne? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I was one saying they should bring the Pete Dunne name back. And I'm still saying they should be bring the Pete Dunne name back. But if they're going to bring up Fabian Eichner as Giovanna Vinci and not just say, that's Fabian Eichner. No, that's no longer Ludwig Kaiser. That's a Marcel Barthel and this and that. And da, da, da. But to bring him up as Giovanna Vinci does lead me to believe that they're going to keep the Butch name. They're going to keep the Ludwig Kaiser name. They're going to keep the Gunther name. None of those names are changing back. I don't think, based off of them bringing up Vinci, still under the Vinci name. So Gunther tagged in at one point, and Butcher tagged him straight away. Gunther absorbed Butcher's chops and responded with a vicious one of his own. And I saw somebody on Twitter go, Oh, what's Butch going to do against Gunther? Look at the size difference there, bro. Did you not see their title match for the NXT UK title? Like, Butch can go toe-to-toe and have... Go watch it. Butch versus Gunther? Amazing. Amazing. Sheamus eventually tagged in, and the crowd got on their feet. The fans reacted big as Gunther and Sheamus squared off in the ring. They built up to a moment, but they cut the break before anything could happen. After said break, Kaiser rocked Holland with an open-hand strike. Holland responded with a headbutt. Kaiser went for the leg, and the heels cut Holland off from his corner. Butch got the tag and ran wild. He knocked Imperium off the apron and stomped Vinci's fingers. Gunther then rocked Butch with a chop behind the referee's back. Sheamus and Gunther briefly traded shots at ringside to a huge pop before it got broken up. Back in the ring, Vinci destroyed Butch with a clothesline to regain control. After another commercial break, Gunther caught Butch in a Boston Crab. Butch tried to fight back, but Gunther cut him off. The fans then broke into a We Want Sheamus chant. Fans were dying for more Sheamus. Like, damn, Sheamus got no big right now as a babyface. Sheamus then eventually uh, did get in and hit a bro kick on Vinci. 
Kaiser rolled out of the way. Kaiser then rolled up Sheamus for a near fall. Holland had Kaiser beat, but then Gunter broke up, broke it up with a chop. At one point, Holland gave Kaiser a backdrop. Kaiser took a nasty bump when he landed right on his knee. It looked gruesome, but then he appeared to be okay going forward. Sheamus and Gunter then traded shots in the ring to a giant pop from the crowd. All six guys then started brawling, and the fans popped yet again. Sheamus and Gunther fought around ringside, and then back in the ring, Vince made the blind tag. Imperium hit the Imperium bomb, which it was a little sloppy. It was like slow to get set up and all that kind of stuff. But eventually, they did pin Holland and pick up the victory. So boom, Imperium beats the brawling Bruce. And this match, again, like I said, this was a great way to open the show. This match was so good. This match was fun. I really liked it. We then go to Michael Cole and Corey Graves, where they say that they want to acknowledge the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. They showed an in-memory graphic on the screen, and then said that they wanted to send their condolences to the royal family and anybody that she has ever touched during her life. Next up, we had the bloodline, I guess you could say, initiation of Solo Sokoa. And there's still, again, another one. Going with a solo. I mean, he's only ever been Solo Sokoa. But I, I, for some reason in the back of my head, kind of thought maybe they would give him a name with Uso. No, be Solo Sokoa. Thought maybe he would be Solo Uso, Sokoa Uso, or Solo Sokoa Uso. No, he's still just Solo Sokoa. This was another great Sami Zayn J Uso segment. Everyone was fantastic in their roles. Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Drew Mack. Everyone was great here. Everyone was great. So the Usos and Sammy make their way out to the ring. Zayn did his little dance. He's the one finger thing and all that. As the Usos walk down, they get in the ring and they point their fingers to the sky. They say, put up the one for the bloodline. And Zayn told everybody, Oh, yeah, I said Zane told everyone to put up the one for the bloodline. Jimmy put his one finger into the sky, and Jay gave Zane a disgusted look. Zane then goes, well, him and Jimmy do their, their handshake. Blah, 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 boo. And then he sees Jay and goes, oh, yeah, and we also have some serious things to talk about, too. Let's, let's, let's just get straight to that. Sammy Zane, I say this almost every week, but Sammy Zane is a treasure that we don't deserve. So Zane... Says that he grew up being an honorary Uso. Jay just cuts him off. Jay talks about Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre last Saturday. Zane was again hilarious here being the hype man. Jimmy even played in hyping up as well, which is good. Said something like, full cap, fam. What, Harrod Bubba? Tim, do you have met Queen? What? What? I met Queen Elizabeth II. I've never even been in the UK. As far as being outside of the United States, I've been to Mexico briefly. I've been to Germany briefly for about less than an hour, twice. And I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait. Never been in the UK. I don't know why you would ask if I ever met the Queen. You ever met the Queen, huh, Rod Bubba? Anyways, back to the segment. So they're talking, they're talking, and finally they say it's time to introduce the newest member of the bloodline. He's the king of the streets. He's our little brother, Solo Sokoa. 
a Sol Sokoa walked down to the ring. They aired a Sol Sokoa video package for a little while, I mean, halfway through his entrance, to basically let us know who he actually is. They also told us that Sol Sokoa is eight years younger than his brothers, the Usos. And because of that, he felt like when he was growing up, never really had a relationship with them, hence why he felt he was always on his own, why he was solo, why he was by himself. Because his brothers were so much older than him, it was almost like they were living two different lives. They was them and their friends and their stuff as their age, and then him as the little brother that never tagged along, I guess. I mean, like me and my brother, two-year age difference. Actually, 18 months, year and a half or so. So it's like eight-year difference. Damn. I mean, I had a friend in the military. On his 20th birthday, his parents told him, oh, yeah, we're pregnant. We're having another kid. Him and his little brother are 20 years apart. I couldn't even fathom that. Anyways. Solskjaer comes down, a lot of heat. Fans booing him. Great reaction, though, even though in the booze. Solo then threatened anyone that wants to come at him or his family. And then the music of, of, of Drew McIntyre would play. A huge pop from the crowd. Sami Zayn and the Usos jumped out of the ring to block, uh, block McIntyre. Solo decided to stay in the ring. No, 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 I'm wrong there. They jumped out of the ring. It looked like they were going to walk over to block McIntyre, and they didn't. He drew that as, got in the ring with Solo Sokoa. He was going to use a steel chair on him, but instead, Sammy jumped back in and took the chair shot instead. No, since Saturday. Not the same as the lone wolf Baron Corbin. Not the same thing in the least bit. Sammy Zayn takes the shot from the chair. Bloodline walks away, and Drew's like, I want you. I want you tonight. And so let's call from the ramp. He's like, you want to fight? Hey, we can fight. Let's get this done tonight. And I think it was Corey Graves. Oh, did you hear that? Let's make this official, Cole. So they did eventually announce, you know, McIntyre versus Sokoa main event. Now, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, at one point today, this was supposed to be no disqualification. Yet, that got changed, and this ended up just being a regular singles match. So I don't know when that actually got changed. But at one point, I'm going to go back and double check that I read that correctly. At one point, Mike Johnson did report. Okay, here's what he said. Uh, spoiler plan for tonight's mon- main event of SmackDown. Drew McIntyre versus Sol Sokoa, possibly in a no disqualification match. I think that was changed. Because when I first saw it, it just said no DQ. But now he changed it to possibly in a no DQ later for the main event. It wasn't no DQ. But regardless, it was the main event, and it was a really good main event. We got some highlights from Clash of the Castle. And the fans popped big for Liv Morgan. We then had the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, taking on the team of Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, Toxic Attraction. So basically, Toxic Attraction has been called up. Because Michael Cole said they're here to make their stamp on Friday Night SmackDown. So that right there tells us, hey, they're officially on SmackDown now. I don't know what this means for them on in, in NXT with Mandy Rose and all of that. They've got the Toxic Attraction name, and they are now officially, it seems like, on SmackDown. They did a little second screen video where they basically just said no one's going to stop them. They're back, and they're here to eventually become the champions. They said that Raquel and Aaliyah would never be the champions if they didn't have to forfeit their match in the tournament, which 
Probably. You never know. Rodriguez had the early advantage here. This match went five minutes and not too much happened, but it was a, a decent all right match. Press slammed Aaliyah onto JC Jane and got a near fall off of it. Toxic Attraction took, a, took over and isolated Aaliyah on their side of the ring. Jane hit a senton for a two and slowed the pace down. Aaliyah broke free and Rodriguez got the hot tag. The place picked up as Rodriguez hit a twisting elbow for a near fall. Toxic Attraction then briefly took over and went for a double suplex. Instead, though, Aaliyah speared Dolan and Rodriguez hit the Tahana Bomb on Jane to pick up the victory. So there we go. Tag champs picking up a victory before they defend their titles on Monday against Dakota Kai and EO Sky. So moving forward here, a video package played. Just recapping all the Ronda Rousey, um, Ronda Rousey, Adam Pierce stuff with Ronda being reinstated. Pierce saying that he wouldn't have suspended her, he would have fired her, and this and that. Well, then announced that Rousey did receive a punishment for putting her hands on Adam Pierce. And that an investigation is happening behind the scenes. Which is a very interesting line to use this week of all weeks. Then we had a five-way. It was elimination. Ronda Rousey, Zaya Lee, Lacey Evans, Natalia, and Sonya Deville. Winner gets Liv Morgan for the title at Extreme Rules in Philadelphia on October 8th. This match, I felt like it was really good. It felt a little rushed because it literally only went four and a half minutes. So not a little rushed. It was pretty rushed. And I thought it could have gone a little bit longer, especially the stuff at the end, with Sonya and Ronda. Liv was watching from a skybox, right in front of a skybox, and Rousey came out in her pinky gi as a tribute to Jean LaBelle. Everyone surrounded Rousey in the middle of the ring early, and she was able to clear the ring. At one point, Lee rocked Rousey with a knee, though. Lee and Natalia tossed out Rousey. She then jumped back in and caught Natalia with an armbar for the first elimination. Moments later, DeVille caught Lee with a chokehold as Rousey got the armbar on Evans for a double elimination. They both got eliminations at the same time. It then came down to Rousey and DeVille, and they really played up that both women have an MMA background. One may just be better than the other. And Rousey went for the Piper's Pit, but DeVille countered with a chokehold. They fell outside the ring, and Rousey sent DeVille into the barricade to break the hold. Back in the ring, Rousey hit the Piper's Pit and then locked on what we thought was going to be a choke, but then ended up being an ankle lock. And eventually, Sonya had to tap out, and Rousey wins the match. So Rousey will be taking on Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Also, I liked Lacey Evans playing it up to the crowd. Her music hits, and she's walking out to the ring. She's like, yeah, yeah. And there's this kid like right at the corner of the barricade kind of along the ramp. And he's like sticking his hand out. And she's like, you want a high five? You want a high five? Ah, kiss my ass. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty dang funny. In the back, we got the Usos, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa. Sokoa actually thanked Zayn for helping him earlier tonight. And Jay was very annoyed. 
that Jimmy and Sokoa were giving Zayn any kind of praise. Uh, Sammy said, hey, if you ever need me, you know I'm here for you. We're all here for you. And Jay was like, yeah, we're all here for him, but he's got to do this on his own tonight. He's got to be out there by himself against Drew tonight himself. And so it looks at Sammy and goes, well, you know, Sammy, if I ever need anything, I will call on you. I will ask you for help. And Jay goes, never mind. Change the plan. Yep. We're going to all be out there for him. We're going to all be out there with him tonight. And I'm like, that was kind of weird. Getting jealous now that his brother would rather pick Sammy to help him than him. Because Sammy has shown that he'll take the blow. Maybe. I don't know. So in the back, I see Ronda Rousey walking around. And as she's walking, in comes Sonya Deville. Not Sonya Deville. Shayna Baszler. I'm a dummy. Shayna Baszler. Rousey knows that Baszler is disappointed that she couldn't win the title at Clash of the Castle and told Baszler, when you're ready, take this place over and break bones again. Oh, no. She goes, when you're ready, be a badass or something like that. And she says about when you're ready to start breaking bones again, find me and we'll take this show over. Something along those lines. We then had an eight and a half, eight, eight and a half minute, eight man tag. Now this match was good for the most part. It was the Street Profits and Hit Row against Los Lotharios and Maximum Male Models. The babyfaces ran wild early and beat down Mansois before going to an early break. After the break, the heels were firmly in control. And they isolated Ashanti the Adonis. My, uh, no, it was uh, Corey Graves goes, and you, you, you got to know they're called. It's the Adonis with two E's. Humberto went for a dive, but Adonis moved. Humberto then hit Angel instead by accident. Dawkins got the tag and ran wild. He threw Humberto high in the sky. Adonis then hit a cannonball off the apron, wiping out the heels. Ford went for a dive, but Humberto cut him off. Dawkins then dumped Angel to the floor and hit a huge dive on the heels. Top Dalla teased going for a dive, but Maxine had jumped on the apron. B-Fab would pull her off, but Max got between them. The finish then came when Hit Row hit the heavy hitter on Mansois and picked up the victory. So there we go. Baby faces beating the heels. We then got a recap of Braun Strowman returning this past week on Monday Night Raw. So they talk about the Braun Strowman thing and everything, and then they go, oh, now let's go to what we got next. And we hear, shush, shush, please. Now it comes the Alpha Academy. And I'm like, all right, this is weird, but... I'll, I'll go with it. <clears throat> so, Alpha Academy come out, and they start talking about Monday and this and that. Fans break out into a You Suck chant. They're like, you're probably just upset because you guys lost your basketball team, the Seattle Supersonics. <clears throat> and Gable starts talking about how Otis is a monster, and there's no better monster than him, I guess. And then the music of Braun Strowman would hit. Once Strowman got into the ring, Gable ordered Go Otis to attack. Strowman was in control. Heels worked together. Strowman quickly recovered and hit a powerbomb on Gable. He then gave Otis a powerbomb to a big pop. And then he got Otis up about halfway and powerbombed him. And they made it seem like he got him up all the way. They're like, there's no way he's going to get him up. There's no way he's going to get him up for a power. Oh my God, he got him up and he powerbombed Otis. And I'm like, he got him up, I guess. <clears throat> so, Ron Strowman, officially a member of the SmackDown crew. 
we'll see where that all leads to. I kind of don't like these kinds of segments where they go, oh, so-and-so will be on SmackDown on Friday. And then it's in a segment that you could have never, like, predicted. Because it's like, Strowman's going to be on SmackDown. They don't say what he's going to do. Then a team from Raw comes out, and then he just, okay, there's a Raw team here, so I'm going to attack them. But if this was real, what was Braun's actual plan when he said on Monday, I'm going to be on SmackDown? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just saying. It's like when we see in AEW, they do this a lot too, where they go, Jericho's going to be on the show this week and he's going to speak. And then Jericho just interrupts somebody else. It's like, well, you planned for him to speak and then he interrupts somebody. So obviously he had a plan, a plan to speak about something else, maybe on his own. Well, what, you know, you know, you know, suspend your disbelief and this and that. But it's like, hey, you're going to announce somebody for a segment? Actually give us something that makes a little sense. Not, oh, this guy's going to be on the show, but it's going to be in a segment that we could have never known would have happened beforehand. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's nitpicking, though. In the back, Caleb Braxton interviewed Drew McIntyre. You know, that clashed at the castle. Should have been his moment. He should have been the WWE, or should I say, Universal Undisputed Champion. And he says that he's here for revenge. On Solo Sokoa. Then we had a 10 and a half minute match. It ended in a DQ. It was, no, it was not no DQ because it ended in a DQ. It was Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa. So a furious McIntyre attacked Sokoa right at the bell. Sokoa briefly backed McIntyre into the corner. McIntyre fought back with a hard clothesline. He followed this up with the future shock DDT and then went for the Claymore, but the Usos pulled their brother out of the ring. Back from a break, Sokoa was firmly in control and hit a Samoan drop for a near fall. Cole noted that the Usos and Zayn interfered during the break. Sokoa continued to beat down McIntyre. Jimmy interfered and caught McIntyre with a right hand. Sokoa followed this up with a Rikishi splash, and then he talked trash to McIntyre, which fired him up. McIntyre ran wild and hit a belly-to-belly suplex and a neckbreaker. McIntyre went for a dive, but Zayn grabbed his leg. McIntyre threw Zayn into the ring, and then he went for a claymore on Zayn, but Sokoa hit him with a super kick. <laughs> McIntyre and Sokoa then traded shots in the ring. Zayn distracted the referee, allowing the Usos to pull McIntyre out. They beat him down at ringside until the Street Profits would run out to make the save. Ford then hit a crossbody, wiping out the heels. Back in the ring, McIntyre hit a claymore on Sokoa, who fell to the floor. Suddenly, all of a sudden, while still in the ring, somebody grabs Drew from behind, Screen goes black and white, and we immediately know that's that's carrying cross. He puts him in the cross jacket, and Drew tries to power out of it. The cross just grabs the arm again and wrecks it, wrenches it, and there we go. Then, in an interesting way to go off the air, you hear Michael Cole, I think it was, say something about, "Oh, he's making McIntyre fade to black," and then the show fades to black. And we still hear commentary go, someone needs to get out here and help Drew. Someone needs to get out here and help McIntyre. Someone needs to stop carrying cross. Someone. And then the show goes off the air. So that was an interesting choice of a way to go off the air. You fade everything to black to make it seem like you're now McIntyre who has been, you know, choked out and passed out. You can still hear commentary for another 
20 seconds or so. That was a very interesting call there, production-wise. So, that was SmackDown. They also did announce that the Fatal 4-Way match we were supposed to have, or did actually have, this past Monday on Raw that didn't have a finish for the number one contendership of the tag titles, Street Profits, New Day Alpha Academy, and Los Lotharios, will be taking place not next Monday on Raw, but next Friday on Friday Night SmackDown. With that, guys, that was Friday Night SmackDown. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Before we get into all of that and the text messages, you want to, well, check the polls. Let's refresh these really fast. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 78% liked SmackDown and 22% thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 59% liked the show, 25% thought it was just all right, and 15% did not like it. And the YouTube community poll. 77% 77% liked the show, 18% thought it was just all right, and 5% did not like SmackDown. In the comments here, uh, hats off, starting with Sheamus and Gunther, and I honestly didn't feel the absence of Roman. Overall, solid show. As Brent says, I liked it, two hearts, great show, good matches, good show. And as far as the text messages do go, He says, who's next to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship? Kind of gave me the thought of Sheamus again, maybe, as I said earlier. Person says, you think WWE will do what they did in 2016 when they merged the titles together into one-on-one brand for the draft? And that's not what they did. They only had one. Really? You're going to come at me with not the correct knowledge? Really? WWE Championship was not merged together in 2016 to make one belt. It was one belt well before 2016. I mean, when Seth Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania, it was one belt. There was only one belt. It's been one belt since John Cena and Randy Orton merged them together at freaking in the TLC match. It was one belt in 2014. When Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania 30. It was 2013 when they merged the World and the WWE Championships together. So no, they didn't merge them together for the draft. What they did in 2016 was they drafted Dean Ambrose to SmackDown. And then Raw needed a belt, so they created the Universal title. So, uh, come on, bud. Come on, bud. You're going to come into my comments or in my text messages and say, you think they'll do the same thing they did in 2016? Well, it's facts, right? That's not what they did in 2016 anyways. Or says, you think Maxine Dupree will ever have a in-ring debut match? I mean, eventually, sure. Not anytime soon, though. Any news on The Fiend? Nope. Or says, do you see the bloodline kicking Sammy out of the group anytime soon? Probably not anytime soon, no. Eventually, yes, but I don't think anytime soon. Oh, I think the Sammy stuff Goes on for a little bit now. At least a couple more months. But with that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. That's everything that we know and we thought of 
for tonight's Friday night. SmackDown, again, a good show. Really, really, really good matches. An easy show to watch. I'd give it a B-plus or an A-minus. It wasn't like a super newsworthy show, and nothing super big happened other than, I think they might do Sheamus and, and um, Gunther again. And I think maybe Extreme Rules, Drew, and Karrion Cross. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here if you're watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Or if you're watching later or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So again, thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend. I'm going to start moving some of these boxes probably this weekend. Get some of this stuff out of here. I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys.